0: Luke chapter 1 today. There was a reading once, a man said something interesting and I thought I'd share with you. It's nothing earth-shattering, but interesting, I thought. He said that if, a, if someone says something, that a specific thing is going to happen, you know, involving some minute details and it does happen, we tend to say that, well, that was an accident. You know, the guy got lucky. Then if someone says maybe, well, two or three things are going to happen and give minute details about those things going to happen, you might say, well, that's interesting (laughs) that this person knew was going to happen. You know, and as it, as it increases, you know, if you get maybe four or six or eight or nine things, say, then you start to think maybe there's some validity to what this person has the ability to tell of the future and so forth. How about if there are more than that? Might we then think that that source that is saying all these things are going to happen, and they happen in minute detail, might just be a source worth considering? And it might be an undeniable source of the truth. I thought it was an interesting way to think of God's God's Word. Well, God's Word, today we're going to look at the topic of good tidings of great joy. And I wanted to start by reading you a few prophecies in the Old Testament about the first coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. You don't have to go to these, I'm just going to read them to you, and then we'll go to Luke after that. In Genesis chapter 3, God first gave the message of the coming Savior, that he would, he would be the seed of the woman. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. In Numbers twenty four seventeen, he said that the Messiah would be of the lineage of Jacob. I shall see him, but not now. I shall behold him, but not nigh. There shall come a star out of Jacob. And a scepter shall rise out of Israel, and shall smite the corners of Moab, and destroy all the children of Sheth. In Genesis 49.10, God declared the Savior would be of the tribe of Judah. The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet, until Shiloh come. And unto him shall the gathering of the people be. In Psalm 132.11, he stated That he would be of the lineage of David. The Lord hath sworn in truth unto David, He will not turn from it. Of the fruit of thy body will I set upon thy throne. In Isaiah 4.2 he stated that he would be the Son of God. In that day shall the branch of the Lord be beautiful and glorious, and the fruit of the earth shall be excellent and comely for them that are escaped of Israel. In Isaiah 7.14, he said that he would be born of a virgin. Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and call his name Emmanuel. In Micah 5.2, God declared that the Messiah would come out of Bethlehem. But thou, Bethlehem Ephrata, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, that out of thee shall be, shall he come forth unto me that is to be ruler in Israel whose goings forth have been from old from everlasting in Luke chapter 1 we're going to read a few a couple of records about surrounding the birth of Jesus Christ and we're going to take note that those prophecies that we just read all came to pass with amazingly minute detail. After appearing to Elizabeth and Zacharias, the very busy angel Gabriel appeared to Mary in Luke chapter 1, verse 26. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. when we read some of these records, just take note of, and I'll point them out of the, some of the words that are used surrounding the birth of Jesus Christ and what He would bring to the world by His birth and, and work. And we'll see a little bit of that. Verse 32, He shall be great and called the Son of the Highest. And you'll also note some of the prophecies I just read are, are mentioned here. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. Right there we have son of God and that he would be of the lineage of David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee, shall be called the Son of God. And behold thy cousin Elizabeth, she also hath conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren, for with God nothing shall be impossible. Anything too hard for the Lord? (laughs) And Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word, and the angel departed from her. And Mary arose in those days, and went into the hill country with haste into a city of Judah, and entered into the house of Zacharias, and saluteth Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she spake out with a loud voice, and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is this to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in mine ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Joy. You some of these words that are surrounded, the greatness of God and joy. Blessings. You're going to see this time and time again. The things that surrounded the birth of Jesus Christ. Verse 44, 45. And blessed is she that believed, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. And Mary said, My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. Rejoiced in God. For he hath regarded the low estate of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generation shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath done to me great things, and holy is his name. And His mercy is on them that fear Him from generation to generation. Mercy shows up time and time again. His almighty power. You know, this is a time of, of the year. I know, you know, this is something that's true all year round. But this particularly is a time of year when people think about these things or have some vague notion of the things surrounding the birth of Jesus Christ. What a wonderful blessing it would be for us to have the opportunity to share the truth of what happened. And not so much the seasonal trappings that have surrounded what happened. God's greatness, His almighty power, His mercy on the world to provide the Lord Jesus Christ. Man needed mercy. Verse 51 He hath shown strength with His arm, He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. God has no room for the proud. He hath put down the mighty from their seats those self-mighty and exalted them of low degree. He hath filled the hungry with good things look at all these things that God does and the rich he hath sent empty away. He hath helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. <laughs> Cuz they didn't deserve it. We're not we too aren't worthy to be here but praise God we belong. God's great Mercy, as he spake to our fathers, to Abraham and to his seed forever. In Luke chapter 2, if you read the rest of Luke chapter 1, there's wonderful blessings around the birth of John the Baptist as well. Same truth, mercy, joy, blessing, the almighty power of God. Luke chapter 2, verse 1. And it came to pass in those days, that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And here when you read the word tax, you see it a few times. If Other versions have it correctly where there was a, 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 a census taking place so they were going to the, their uh, their city to be registered in the census, not to be taxed. You don't have to go to a specific city to get taxed. They'll tax you everywhere. <laughs> that all the world should be registered or enrolled. And this registration or census was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria, and all went to be registered, everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth unto Judea, unto the city of David. Why? God had said, of the lineage of David, which is called Bethlehem. God had said he would come out of Bethlehem. You'll see those minute details of. The prophets of old had said are going to just get ticked ticked off one by one here as we just read these wonderful records of the birth of Jesus Christ. Verse 5. To be enrolled or registered with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them. In the end. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. See, the angels were sent to these guys who thought they were so wonderful and were the wealthy of the nations. And thus, no, he sent them to these lowly, humble shepherds. God announced the birth of his son to these, you know, remember, he has exalted them of low degree. God has no room for the proud and the imaginative. Those people who are self-made, who say, well, I don't need God. God has no room for that. Here are these wonderful shepherds. Verse 9. Well, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. Of course. Now, something happens every day out in the field when you're taking care of the sheep. And the angel said unto them, Don't be afraid. Fear not. For behold, I bring you good tidings, of great joy. Good tidings of great joy. This is good news, he said, I'm about to give you, and it's going to bring you great joy. How about that as a message to tell somebody that we get the opportunity to speak to? Jesus Christ was born. That's, that's a very good thing, and it can bring your life great joy if you just but accept Him as your Lord. Great tidings. good Good tidings of great joy. That's what the angel told them Peace, goodwill toward men. See the blessings? Blessing, joy, mercy, glory to God, peace, goodwill. All these things that surround the birth of Jesus Christ. Verse 15. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. For all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. And when eight days were accomplished for the circumcising of the child, his name of the child, his name was called Jesus, which was so named of the angel before he was conceived in the womb, and when the days of her purification according to the law of Moses were accomplished, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. And as it is written in the law of the Lord, every male that openeth the womb shall be called holy to the Lord, and to offer a sacrifice according to that which is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And the same man was just and devout, awaiting, waiting for the consolation of Israel. Waiting for the consolation, the consoling of Israel. That's what the Savior was going to bring, the consoling of Of Israel, the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Spirit that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, then took he him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, Now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word, for mine eyes have seen thy salvation. Jesus Christ was God's plan of salvation for mankind. Which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light. He was a light to lighten the Gentiles. Another prophecy from Zechariah. And the glory of thy people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. And Simeon blessed them and said unto Mary his mother, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel, and for a sign which shall be spoken against. Yea, a sword shall pierce through thy own soul also, and the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. And there was one Anna, A prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher, she was of a great age and had lived with a husband seven years from her virginity. And she was a widow of about fourscore and four years, which departed not from the temple, but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. And she coming in that instant gave thanks likewise unto the Lord and spake of Him to all that looked for redemption in Jerusalem." Look at these things, blessing, redemption, mercy, salvation, joy, the Almighty God is found in the birth of Jesus Christ. You know, with these few events we've read, we saw that He was definitely the seed of the woman. He was of the lineage of Jacob, of the tribe of Judah, of the lineage of David, born of a virgin, born in Bethlehem, the Son of God, so you might think when you read these things, maybe the source that talked about this is a source that's worth listening to. Maybe it's a source that's undeniable in the ability to tell us what's true and just and right. Maybe the Word of God knows what it's talking about. The birth of Jesus Christ and all that surrounds His birth is surely complete and absolute <laughs> undeniable evidence of the truth the all of God's word that everything else God says in His word is true. And we're not we're not done yet. About a year later, we now jump to Matthew chapter two, which is not on the same night as we just read about the same time. This is a year later, approximately a year, a year more than a year later. I know in the traditional story it's confused into one night where all this happens but you'll just see the scriptures themselves here tell us that this was later chapter 2 verse 1 of matthew now when jesus was born in bethlehem of judea in the days of herod so he's already been born behold there came wise men or the magi from the east to jerusalem from the area of persia saying, Where is he that is born, King of the Jews? So Jesus Christ by this time has already been born. For we have seen a star in the east and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and the scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. He goes, Look, what what does the scripture say? Where is this... uh, Where is this so-called Christ supposed to be born? And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea. For thus it is written by the prophet, as we read in Micah, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not the least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come forth a governor, shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. So the, the scripture said he was going to be born in Bethlehem. Then Herod, when he had privately called the wise men or the magi, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. So he said, you know, when do you guys, you know, he's trying to get some details. He's trying to calculate and figure out where this so-called king of Israel has been born. Verse 8, and he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search diligently for the bait." No, wait a minute, it doesn't say baby. It says for the young child. He's not a baby at this point. Diligently for the young child, and when ye have found him, bring me word again that I may come and, oh, yeah, worship him also. Right. I hardly think so. When they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was, not a baby. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And by the way, this star was only seen by the Magi. There's no record of it being seen by anybody else. These men were trained. They knew of the signs of the heavens. They understood the the movements of the heavens. They understood that the movements of the heavens were going to tell of the birth of the coming Messiah. They knew that. That's why they were able to follow the movements in the sky. There's no record anywhere else in God's Word of anybody else having noticed this star or anything else about it except the Magi. That probably destroys about a hundred Christmas carols. I'm sorry. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Verse 10. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary. Where? Does it say manger? They come into the house. They're not in the manger here. This is over a year later. They're in a house. You know, God has shown these magi where the Christ child had been born, and they're coming to pay homage to him now. They fell down and worshipped him, and when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh, and because there were three gifts, we know there were three wise men. Of course. Of course, because only one wise man can only carry one gift at a time. Wait, don't we, don't we all sing about one other guy who carries many gifts at one time? Never mind, never mind. I am going down the road. There's no, no mention, no indication that there were three. It could have been 60. It could have been, I don't know. It doesn't really say, okay? We'll just leave it at that. They presented unto him these wonderful gifts, gold and frankincense. and You know, gold at a wonderful opportunity, wonderful time for the Christ child because God is about to ask Mary and Joseph to leave from here. And they're going to need some finances, and they're going to need to get it, have a way to get out of here. What a wonderful time for gold presented in verse 12 thank you and they and being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod they departed into their own country another way and when they were departed behold the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream saying arise and take the young child and his mother and flee into Egypt for which they would need money thankfully God has already given them gold that they could use God taking care of his son And flee into Egypt, and be there thou until I bring thee word. For Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. Another prophecy from the book of Jeremiah. When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed into Egypt, and was there until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt have I called my son. Another prophecy that will be fulfilled. Then Herod, when he saw that he was mocked of the wise men, was exceeding wrath. So they didn't even go back to him and give him the opportunity that he wanted, and sent forth and slew all the children that were in Bethlehem and all the coast there from two years old and under. If he had just been a newborn child, they would never have done that. He wanted to cover the time that had been given to him. So, you know, when, when Herod was talking to these wise men, The fact that he had children killed from two years old and under shows you that directly the magi had told him that this babe now the christ child was a child no longer a baby so according to the according it even says here according to the time which he had diligently inquired of the wise men. so he wanted to get it right so he had the time right down to the point that he would have them killed two years old and under so you know jesus christ at this point was a young child then was fulfilled That which was spoken by Jeremiah, or Jeremy the prophet, saying, In Ramah was there a voice heard, lamentation, and weeping, and great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children, and would not be comforted, because they are not. But when Herod was dead, behold, an angel of the Lord appeareth in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Arise, and take the young child and his mother, and go into the land of Israel. For they are dead, which sought the young child's life." And he arose and took the young child and his mother, and came into the land of Israel. And when he had heard that Archelaus did reign in Judea in the room of his father, Herod, he was afraid to go thither, notwithstanding, being warned of God in a dream, he turned aside into the parts of Galilee, and he came and dwelt in a city called Nazareth, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophets. Another prophecy fulfilled, he shall be called a Nazarene. See, so that's just a brief look at some of the events surrounding the birth of Jesus Christ. And we're going to close in Acts chapter 1. So go to Acts chapter 1, we'll close there. So we looked at some prophecies about the birth of Jesus Christ. And we saw that, you know, one by one, as the Lord came and He was born all those prophecies were fulfilled. Well, God said some other things concerning the things that Jesus Christ would do as well after he was born. Remember I mentioned, you know, if a person gets two or three or four or five things right, you get a little bit, no, maybe you know something, maybe seven or eight or nine things, maybe. Jeremiah said that many children would be killed in an attempt to kill him, which they were. Hosea said that he would be called out of Egypt, which he was. Zechariah said that he would be a man, a servant, which he was. Deuteronomy said that he would be a prophet like unto Moses, which he was. Isaiah said that he would be a light to lighten the nation to the Gentiles, which indeed he was. Psalms said that he would be misunderstood by his own brothers which he was it said that the world would hate him for no reason which they did Isaiah said that he would be a stumbling stone for many which he was Isaiah also said that he would be numbered with the transgressors which he was Psalms said that it would be the reproach of many He would bear the reproach of many, which he did. Psalms also says that he would be betrayed by a friend, a man mine equal, mine own acquaintance, which he was. Zechariah said that he would be betrayed for 30 pieces of silver, not 29, not 31, 30 pieces of silver, which he was. Zechariah said that 30 pieces of silver would be thrown away, which they were. Isaiah said that he would be beaten beyond human recognition, which he was. Psalm said that he would be despised by the people and mocked while on the cross, which he was. Isaiah said that he would bear our sins and sicknesses, which he did. Psalm said That he would say on the cross, Into thine hand I commit my spirit, which he did. That they would part his garments and cast lots upon his vesture, which they did. That he would die a Roman death with his hands and feet being pierced, which he did. That they would stick a spear in his side, which they did. That none of his bones would be broken, which they were not. Matthew said that he would be in the heart of the earth for three days and three nights, which he was. That his body would not see corruption, which he did not. That God would not leave him in the grave, but would raise him from the dead, which he did. That he would be a priest of the order of Melchizedek, which he is. That he, the stone refused of the builders, would become the head of the corner, which he has. And so with all of these having taken, come to p- place precisely as pre- prophesied, what confidence can we have in Acts chapter 1 verse 8? But you shall receive power after that the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and all Judea and in Samaria and at the uttermost part of the earth. And when he had spoken these things while they beheld, he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while he looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which said also, Ye men of Galilee, why stand you gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner, as ye have seen him go into heaven. And with all the confidence and all the great accuracy with what the Word of God said through those thousands of years, right down to the minute detail about what Jesus Christ would do, how He'd be born, where He'd be born, and who He was going to be, and what tribe He was going to come from, and and what He would accomplish, and how God would raise Him, and what the things that were going to happen to Him while He was being beaten, and all this, now the Word of God says that He is coming back. You know, if I was a betting man, which I'm not, you know, um, I think that there is absolutely no doubt, not a single shred of doubt of the truth of what Jesus Christ is has done and what He's going to do in the future when He returns to gather the church, when He returns to gather all those who have looked towards His first coming and all those Sorry, all those that have looked towards His coming back for the church, and all those who suffer His first coming as they head towards the resurrections that are going to follow after. We haven't even looked a little bit at all the prophecies that now speak about what are, what's going to happen after He comes back. But as sure as all the prophecies we've seen, and we've only seen a handful, have come to pass, the word of God is certain; is an undeniable source. And we, you know, it behooves us to give everything that we have for that wonderful Christ child that was born back in Bethlehem. And we should continue to rejoice and proclaim the good tidings with great joy, just like the shepherds did surrounding our Lord Jesus Christ.